0: five four three two one I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA we're gonna be talking about East Bay today but first we're gonna go over to Woodbridge and see what they've got to say and here we go rule there is one right way to describe wine Woodbridge which I believe is a uh, is a uh, brand of of Mundavi vineyards. So here we go. How's the red blend treating you? Oh, It's very nice. Swish it around. What are you tasting? It's like a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Minus the peanut butter. Correct. Yes. What Correct. you taste is what you taste. I like this one. World's best grandpa uh what is her wine glass that's why i originally spotted this ad i just wanted you to know that she's drinking out of a world's best grandpa mug for those of you no wrong answers here no I'm wrong answers mother's blackberry bundt cake that she passed off as her own but we all know it was store bought strangely specific and still correct still enjoy. correct thank you yeah. enjoy <laughs> i love that one that one's a humdinger. That one is definitely a, a keeper. So if we go over to the, uh, you know, we have to go over. Let's bunk this over here. So Woodbridge is trying to expand wine drinking, which is probably a mistake in general because, uh, well, in scientific advertising by Claude Hopkins, he says, don't advertise your category. And the example he gives is for brushing your teeth and how important it is to brush your teeth, he said, because even if somebody agrees with you and decides to start brushing their teeth, this was written back in the 20s, in the the 1920s, so 100 years ago, (laughs) when I think only 30% or something were brushing their teeth. But he said, even if someone embraces the concept, there's 30 other competitors who's product they might buy so don't talk about the general the general industry which is a kind of what woodbridge does they don't certainly don't those descriptions don't really speak to the quality of the mondavi vineyards but anyway uh the idea is enjoy your wine whenever and (laughs) whenever and wherever you want Okay, and so they've got a whole collection of those. The whimsical approach underscores Mondavi's larger mission, which is to make is making wine drinking accessible and enjoyable for all without conforming to rigid expectations. And I suppose that that's that may be true. Okay, but anyway, it was I just got a kick out of it. Next, okay, next. This is serious. Yesterday we were talking about how California's new advertising laws against misleading claims uh, can be interpreted in really kind of odd ways. This one, uh, also by Fern Siegel, um, some some people, a couple of, two different people, saw the trailer for Yesterday, which is a really interesting movie about about a guy who, Wakes up one day and is playing a Beatles cover, like yeah, the, like the song Yesterday, and uh, just in a club or something. And everybody's like, "Whoa, we've never heard that before! What a great song!" And he starts playing all these Beatles songs that no one's ever, no one's ever heard before. He's in like an alternative universe. Anyway, so this Anna de Armas was featured in the trailer, but isn't in the movie probably because they did the trailer long before they had cemented all the deals. And so the the uh, Universal Studios argued that a trailer is an artistic expression of work that stands on its own. The judge, however, I think rightly, argued or decided that a trailer is an advertisement designed to sell a movie, by providing consumers with a preview of the movie. That's the only real purpose of the trailer. The trailer does not stand on its own, right? It may be creative, but a lot of commercials are creative. That's not the question. Okay? And so Connor Wolf of Maryland and Peter Mitchell Rosa of San Diego County, California each paid $4 to rent yesterday on Prime Video, and they're asking for at least 5 million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the pers- the case can now proceed to discovery. All the judge really ruled was that it was subject to California's false advertising law, and I think I got that right. This seems a little disproportionate. That's the question. The next question is: uh, Is there really are there really damages if you if you watch a movie based on the trailer and it isn't as good as the trailer makes it look? <laughs> Almost any movie. <laughs> You know, you watch a trailer and all the good jokes are in the trailer. And then you watch the movie and it's like, well, I was kind of hoping there'd be more like that in the in the real. No, not not likely. Okay, here's a sad story for today. Retailer East Bay. And I'm a little surprised they don't say Catalog or East Bay. But this is Yahoo, which I'm impressed that they even covered the story. Anyway, uh, East Bay is closing its doors in Wausau, Wisconsin. And uh, they were founded, it goes on here to say, East Bay was founded in 1980 by Art, Jude's, and Rick Gehring. And uh, I got to work with Rick and Art back in the 90s. Okay, and they were going great guns with their catalog. And we were going to do... And they did send me a pair of... They sent me a pair of bite golf shoes. Because I spent a lot of time working with them. And finally we got a contract going. And uh, yeah, they they started by... They were high school coaches who started traveling around Wisconsin. Selling shoes out of the back of their trunk. To track athletes, really, they were track coaches. And the company eventually expanded into athletic footwear, and its mail order catalog, direct mail catalog, became a must have for sneakerheads. And what was really nice about not just this article, but there were several articles. I'm going to try and grab a few of them. Let me see if I can get over here and get one of these. This one I thought was especially nice. Okay. This is Drew, and Drew writes a sneaker Instagram called Nike Stories, and he says that his old, he's he says he wasn't smart enough, he wasn't, or no, he was smart enough to save all his East Bay catalogs from the 90s and loves sharing them with the sneaker community. And so he does posts and he shows old East Bay sneakers, and there's just, a lot of posts on Twitter, which is hard to show for me to show, um, but it's just post after post, and people talk about how they read their breakfast. They they they. Let's see if I can get those back here again. Let's go back here to this one. How they, uh, P.J. Tucker, an NBA star, said East Bay was my Bible as a kid, and uh, a tweet from the sneaker game host. Nick DePaula said, "I grew up reading East Bay with my cereal every morning, and uh, the East Bay, the East Bay blog says that they suggested to kids bring an East Bay magazine to class, and everyone began hope, uh, hoping and wishing which shoe they could claim as their own." Okay. ABA became such a hit that Foot Locker bought them in 1997. So, right around exactly that time, 97, 96, right before that, uh, Rick and Art got in touch with me and asked me if I could uh, segment their customers and improve their results. And I said, yeah, I think I can. And I was so confident that I said, you know, we'll need a new server because, you know, you've got some data, so um how about you put a deposit on the server of 10 grand and we'll do a test and if we don't win the test i'm so confident then we will refund your ten thousand dollars and we'll tear up the i don't know if i said this or not but i said you know but basically we don't have to you don't have to do the uh one million dollar contract that we have at the moment or that we have drawn up and um this was before I got really, really involved. Yeah, it must have been, it must have been a couple of years before, before that, because we really started modeling in 1995 um, with Cabela's. We did some modeling for Hudson Bay Company, but we, we really, really got going with Cabela's. And East Bay was after that, so it was about 95, probably 95, 96, and. Um, you know i wasn't I was not uh aware of corporate politics. That's not my thing very much. and it turned out that one of the two of them, uh, Rick and Art, one of them was in charge of the finance and i t and and he didn't want whichever one it was. He didn't want us to succeed. He didn't want to do the segmentation, didn't think it would be worth worth doing but i was going to you know we were going to do a whole lot of tests we we're going to do split tests and we we're going to you know we were going to be very careful on how we on how we, whether we won or lost <clears throat> and so um, unknown to me we requested 5 years of data they sent 2 which is not really enough to do segmentation because the the 1 and 2 year old buyers that bought a year or two ago are pretty much worth mailing and the ones that aren't worth mailing are the ones that are that are Three, four, five years old. If you can figure out how to mail those profitably, then you're doing a great job. And if they're older than five years, you know, there's not there's not very many. Um, sometimes you can find some gold in there, but mostly you don't mail them at all. Okay, and and that's just the way things work. And so um, my modeler, the guy who was running the modeling, was a, was actually a NASA scientist. He'd been working for NASA for a number of years, and uh, and he told us it was all easy, and we were doing the same stuff NASA had been doing, but we did it in minutes rather than in weeks and so anyway, when we found out, we were kind of in the middle of the project and and I said um, I said, "Do you think it made a difference you know to only have two years?" And he said, "Well, not really. Uh, I think it worked out really well." well, anyway, according to their results, which we didn't really we didn't push them on it, uh, we didn't win one of the very few times we didn't win and um so not only did i refund the ten thousand dollars but i tore up the contract Uh, i had an attorney tell me that we probably still had a case because they had manipulated the test but it illustrates that not everybody wants you to win not everybody wants your company to grow i remember talking to bell south a guy database guy at bell south and i told him we had spoken together at the new orleans dma uh the two of us on a panel uh and um you know i told him i think we could do something on with with your data and he said um and this was before we were really serious into modeling but we were just able to do queries and run a lot of uh run a lot of uh, I don't know what you'd call them. It was with PowerPlay. We were one of the first to really use PowerPlay uh, in marketing and uh, a lot of reporting and stuff and, and and looking at segments. And I said, you know, I think we could do really well. I think we could up your results 20% or something. That seems to be what we were seeing. And he said, well, I don't really want to do that. He said, if I, re- if I increase the results 20%, the next year they'd want 20% again. And I'd have used up all my names. I might mail 20% of my names to test your idea, which would net out a 5% increase. And then I could do it again. I could roll it out, and I could roll it out, and I could roll it. Out. I could get five years out of this thing with 5% improvement every year, and that would be just—they would—they would be astounded by that. Whereas if I do 20% in one year with you, you know, I'll get fired in the third year because I won't be able to keep repeating it because our results would be so great. That'd be super profitable will be making lots of money but they want to keep continuous improvement which really shocked me um but that's you know there's a different way of thinking as you get bigger and right at that time that they that that somebody sabotaged the test uh, footlocker bought them out and rick and art became multimillionaires, i would guess and uh east bay you know so i've been reaching out to east bay trying to To see if they want to participate in we have a a a catalog mailers roundtable and i wondered why they why they hadn't and now it seems pretty clear why so sad to see it go wisconsin found it again wisconsin is one of the greatest places on earth for catalogs um but if you're interested in cataloging then you might want to look into it further Uh, i meant to mention gunderson yesterday Uh, I mentioned Polly Wong or maybe it was two days ago Um, but um, Mike Gunderson is also very helpful and um, we can also steer you to some other options if you are interested give me a call Uh, or reach out to me john at wdma.org so I tomorrow is going to be predictions for 2023 and uh, you won't want to miss that have a great day like and share your friends will know you're smart